0: Let's get ready for episode number 37 of the Don't Start a Band podcast. This episode is brought to you by Evo Kendama slash Dama on Clothing. Uh, For starters, if you don't know what a Kendama is, I suggest you Google it or you YouTube it or Instagram it or Facebook it or just think about it. It's a skill toy with cups and a ball and a spike and it's super cool, but Let's break it down. Evo Kendamas is an excellent quality kendama manufacturer. And uh, their kendamas are hand-turned, they're weight-matched, and they're super affordable. Their V1 model starts out at $999, and it's a full maple setup, uh, which, if you don't know, maple is a super sturdy wood. The spike doesn't uh, wear down super quickly. The cups shouldn't chip easily. Um, and the balls, aka the Tama, is, uh, has a silk paint on it, which is excellent for landing all kinds of different tricks. Their partner joint company, Dama On Clothing, is a kendama-related uh, apparel company. They have T-shirts backpacks, all kinds of shiz um, that, you know, has a kendama theme as well as, uh, you know, even if you're not into kendama, they team up with some really great artists to make these designs for their shirts and, uh, you know, set the kendama aspect aside. The... Designs of the shirts and all the apparel they have is just high quality, and it's just rad, man. It's just rad. Uh, if you want to know what I'm talking about, go to damaonclothing.com or visit them on Instagram at damaonclothing or at evo This episode is also brought to you by Yo-Yo Loco. They're a skill toy store located in Breckenridge, Colorado on Main Street. And guess what they sell? Yo-yos as well as Kendama's, baby. Uh, Yeah, they also sell all kinds of skill toys um, as well as this—the the the moon sand that doesn't stick to your hands, doesn't make a mess. Uh, Super cool, all kinds of different colors. Anyway... It's a skill toy store. Obviously, I head in the direction of the kendamas, but they have all kinds of different skill toys. So, if you're ever in Breckenridge on Main Street, check out Yo-Yo Loco, or check them out online at yo My guest today is a solo artist from Denver, Colorado, named A Juan. Uh, he named it that for a specific reason, which you will find out. Um, but A Juan, AKA AJ, uh, he's a he's a solo artist. He makes all the music. He is a shredding guitar player, and uh, he's relatively relatively new to this. He's got a music video and a single called Juanabe. And uh, he's just a super cool guy. And him and I had a great conversation. We got super deep on some, uh, you know, really heartfelt aspects, which I know that some of the guests, as well as myself, dance around these serious topics sometimes. But I feel like they're really relatable and people myself included like to hear you know the stories about what the music's about and uh about the musicians so uh yeah make sure that you don't start a band unless you've heard episode number 37 of the don't start a band podcast with a juan cue the music What is up, AJ? How you doing? You are on episode number 37 of the Don't Start a Band podcast. Oh, nice. How does that make you feel?
1: You know, number 37, you know, it's before 50, so it makes me feel good. Because I know after 50, I'm pretty sure this thing's going to start getting some big views because honestly, it's fucking badass.
0: I, I think so too, man. And so I'm really a, hoping.
1: I, it's an honor to be here, man, so honestly. Awesome. I've been wanting to do this for a long time.
0: Yeah, we have been... Talking about it for a while, but uh I feel like you know, time has a way of working itself out, and you uh, you know, you started working on this new project, put a single out, and you've gotten to the point where it just seems like everything kind of fell into place. We're ready to do a podcast. Hell yeah. Awesome. So why don't you tell me and the listeners slash viewers a little bit about yourself how you got into music maybe what bands or artists got you into music oh uh, go
1: man that's a question uh never really been asked honestly weirdly. nobody's asked you that honestly no one's really i mean you get like what well, made you start wanting to play guitar you know but no one asked why i want to start making music I mean, when I just want to start playing guitar, I just guess I want to look badass. I mean, that's every little kid's, like, the <laughs> reason why yeah. they want to play guitar. They're like, oh, that's freaking cool. But, you know, continue on making music, man. Uh, honestly, it's only... I, I used to play a lot of hockey back in the day, but then I got a brain hemorrhage uh, back in 2009, so... Oh, damn. After that, uh, just couldn't play hockey, couldn't play lacrosse, so um, just turned my ideas to music and ever since. You know, it's just been the way to relieve stress and also just be creative and I don't know it's
0: just nice uh, yeah uh forgive my ignorance I'm sure people on f- Facebook and people listening to the podcast probably already know this but what exactly is a brain hemorrhage
1: a uh, brain hemorrhage uh no don't hear, don't worry uh brain hemorrhage is where you bleed from your brain um,
0: was that caused by hockey or lacrosse, or <laughs> just?
1: It was caused by my first warp tour.
0: <laughs> oh shit! I was
1: crowd surfing and I got uh, like it was during Black Tide. Uh, so this is my first uh, warp tour too. Like it was my first time going we to. A huge... You were
0: nine? No, no. Uh,
1: this is um, in oh nine.
0: Oh nine. Okay. So Black
1: <laughs> Tide was playing and. Um, Freaking, this is my first time ever going to a festival or anything like that. Mm. And they're having the competition. Like, first 10 people up here, crowd surf, gets to hang out with us. So, my buddies are like, AJ, you're smallest, so your ass is going up. And Damn. so, you know, they toss me up. There's too many people crowd surfing, so security cars didn't catch me. And I, uh, you know, ran around my noggin, and uh, I bled three different places on my brain. And, uh, uh was i was gonna say it's uh it's done some damage but nothing like too too bad but um luckily for you, life because only 30 yeah. percent of people live through those so yeah
0: dude i'm glad you're alive <laughs> so yeah and uh you know like maybe being a professional hockey player just wasn't for you
1: definitely not anymore after that so honestly i like making music it's uh I like watching hockey just because, I mean, honestly, I couldn't take on those guys. They're too fucking huge. Look how small I am. Well,
0: any other sport, like, I respect it. I respect, like, the exercise and the work they have to put into it. But I just – I can't watch it. All the breaks and football. Like, it's fun to go to live games. But, like, hockey's probably the only one I can watch on TV just because it's so, like – Fast pace keeps you going. They hit each other like there's no it's fucking just,
1: commercials. Every. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I love watching hockey, Hell yeah. but uh, there wasn't like a defining moment that you remember. Like well, there... I'm gonna start playing music because clearly it was something beyond just like the kid who goes, "Hey, mom and dad, I want a Gibson SG for Christmas."
1: Um, there was a real big defining moment. Um, Not I've that there's been...
0: anything wrong with. Gibson SG's. <laughs>
1: uh, but uh,
0: Just in case they want to sponsor the podcast.
1: Let's see. But um, really, there was an exact moment. I really, really remember. I mean, this is going to get a little bit deep, but honestly, I don't really care. I'm a pretty open book type of dude. We've had um, some deep podcasts. So, uh, hell yeah. Honestly, deeper the better, right?
0: And... You know what people are very supportive and receptive to it thankfully I don't have a lot of trolls following my shit so uh, you know I appreciate people telling me their stories so
1: Hell yeah well if there's a troll feel free to make a meme with me just go to my uh, music video but anyways um, the moment that really defined me playing music um, I was already playing guitar for years I already graduated high school and um, I was just moving back from my freshman year up in college from Boulder, and I went um, drinking. And uh, during that drinking incident, um, I got in a conference with the police, and I threatened to kill myself in front of the police. And uh, I got put on a 72-hour hold. When I got released from that 72-hour hold, this is where it actually all happened. Um, My uh, uncle, who persuaded my mom to buy me a guitar when I was a little boy, um, you know, he's always like AJ has such long fingers, and he really talks like this. I'm not joking. Yeah, but he's like hey, uh, Get AJ a guitar. He has long fingers. So my mom got me a guitar Well, this uncle's also my family f- practitioner So when I got out of the okay. suicide uh, watch, you know, 72-hour thir- hold um, I had to go see him and you know, okay. he knew what happened and He knew I just finished my freshman year up in college and you know what that that dude said he said if you're unhappy going to school, then quit school and follow music. And this guy is a freaking doctor. And yeah. he, he, you know, he's telling me this. So at that moment, I decided, I mean, I'm still going to go to school just because I need a degree. Um, yeah. Just to get, you know, I don't know, just still getting one.
0: But Because um, you're smarter than me. That's why.
1: <laughs> oh, no, man. I put myself through debt. That's not smart. <laughs> uh, but uh, after that, though, I really decided that no matter what comes into my life, I will somehow. Keep pursuing music. I mean, unfortunately, uh, two months ago, uh, Under Underwater Skies decided to part to part with me. I yeah. just said uh, keep keep going. Yeah. And you know nothing against them, and you know honestly, with them doing that, honestly, it let me kind of set me free because yeah. I was honestly wanting to quit from there for a bit.
0: Well, you were playing bass in that band, right? Yes. Okay, and so, that's not your main instrument. You're a guitar player that was playing bass.
1: Exactly. So, um, yeah, I wasn't really too happy playing bass. And, you know, I think when it came to writing difference, we had quite a bit of few writing differences. So Mm -hmm. um, that led to tension. um, But, that you know, that's typical.
0: Yeah.
1: So, but I was wanting to quit for a couple months. Um, I think they saw that in me. And I'm honestly glad they kind of took the step to kick me out because otherwise I'll probably be still in there debating to go. Because I'm like,
0: I I don't know. It's hard for me to make the jump sometimes. It's hard to have that conversation with bandmates. And also, it's
1: just like I still miss playing the stage. I think that's the biggest thing right now with uh, me being out of Under Armour Skies is I miss playing shows. But honestly, I got to thank them, though, for letting me go, because now they kind of just, if you would, set me free. Now, I've never been not in a band since I've been in high school. So, this is the first time I actually just jammed out by myself. Yeah. So, it's not too bad.
0: Yeah. So, that's, that's basically how. Uh, now, how do you pronounce this project slash band? Uh, A Juan. A Juan.
1: Yep. You know, like you got A one steak sauce, you got A Juan shred sauce. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, oh, that is badass. That's damn. All right, I was really looking forward to that expect or er, that explanation, and you did not let me down.
1: Yeah, I mean, my name's Anthony, so and then my middle name is Juan, so, and then when uh, I turned, I got the idea of A, A- Juan. I I got the A- idea of A Juan from my ex sister in law when I turned twenty one. She was like, A Juan has turned twenty Juan. I was like, Ah.
0: <laughs> Damn. So
1: that's where just, does
0: the J A at the end come from? Was that on your Instagram? It's like the oh, A. Ja. Oh, Yeah.
1: Back when I used to party a lot and do a lot of dumb things. Uh, you were
0: Rastafarian?
1: I still, I still smoke a lot of weed, but <laughs> but I used uh, back when I used to drink and do a lot of you know other things. Uh, my friends would call me Jaw when I was fucked up. So J A Jaw. So is that oh, okay. A J J A? So. Oh. Okay. And that was my alter ego. So they said that. Uh, because when I got fucked up, dude, I'm like, I get, I've, I'm i pretty normal dude, but when I yeah. get fucked up, dude, I get super sociable and I, I do dumb things. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure that's like a, you know, a requirement of getting fucked up. Like if you're going to get fucked up, you might as well just use that, uh, what do they call it? Alcohol is like a fake confidence e- or, ego boost. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. You might as well just fucking blast off. It's kind of a allusion.
1: Do some DMT.
0: <laughs> Dude. I mean, it sounds like a life-altering time, but I just, for some reason, I'm afraid I wouldn't come back.
1: That's <laughs> <it's> fun.
0: <laughs> I, do you think, does that happen? Where, like, people smoke DMT and then they're just, like, stuck?
1: Um. No. I mean, I've... I doubled with that a few times. Sorry, Mom, if you ever watch this.
0: <laughs> it's okay, Mom. Um,
1: but I doubled with it a few times. Um, I don't think you get stuck, but when you come back, you're not yourself. Yeah. I will definitely say that. Like, you'll have something happen to you. I don't know if it's like you have a bad trip and you freak the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I have plenty of those. Um, but then, or it could be something significant where you're building the universe like me.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> when you told me that story. That like that is one of my favorite stories that someone's like ever told me in regards to uh, you know DMT or anything like that. Like it just like it was very poetic, and like if you don't turn that into something like visual art, like maybe an album cover. I don't know. Oh shit,
1: that's actually not bad. Fuck. <laughs>
0: That'd be fucking tight, right? Building the universe,
1: Yeah, You know, you know already the credentials for the album cover idea. <laughs>
0: Hell yeah, but uh, yeah. I just uh, there's certain things that I'll stick with, and uh, you know, people who are more confident, like people at uh, you know, Dead and Company shows, they're very open to smoking lots of DMT. Oh, yeah. There was a girl walking around with a sign that just said, uh, need DMT, question mark. It was like a little, almost like a homeless person sign, but it just said, need DMT, question mark. <laughs> I was just like, I don't think anyone really needs DMT. Oh, no. But you're definitely going to make a lot of money today, lady. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, go a right here. i su- uh, support the use of drugs. I mean, if you're going to do them, do them safely, but, uh. Yeah, Jay, it's been a while since I've done anything. Yeah? Uh, yeah, since, uh, I think I told you, you knew I went to rehab, uh, over a year ago.
0: Yeah, we talked about that. That was fun. That was a good time. You know what? Uh, everybody's got their own thing going on, you know what I mean? And it's, uh... Oh, yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. And you seem like you're in a really good place, um... I did want to get back to the music though because I had oh, a yeah, question. Sorry. sorry about that.
1: I'm so sorry. Oh no no,
0: no. no worries. Uh usually the tangents that get driven on are usually driven on by me because I'll ask like like you'll tell me something and then I'll ask a question about the tiniest little aspect of that and then the tiniest little aspect and then it gets far so I have to it's kind of like meditation. I have to bring myself back in. Hey, no worries, man. Um so your uncle told you to pursue music because it made you happy, which is a blessing. But were there were there any bands that you were listen listening to that kind of pushed you in a certain direction or friends that you were hanging out with?
1: Um definitely. Um I would start saying the band that made me want to start playing music was Slipknot. <laughs> I remember uh, seeing this cute girl, like sixth grade, have a Slipknot shirt, and she was hanging out with all the eighth graders. I was like, who the fuck is Slipknot? So, you know, we got home. YouTube just was you know, coming up. So check out Slipknot. I was like, holy fuck, this is demented. And yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I like these guys. And then something about the guitars and everything really made me interested. Honestly, I wanted to be a vocalist at first. Oh, really? Yeah, I did choir for about six years back in elementary school. And then I always liked singing. And I always thought Corey Taylor was like the coolest dude ever. And yeah. so I wanted to get into music. And then that's when I asked my mom for a guitar. And then okay. got a guitar. But then, honestly, going down the road, my aspirations got heavier and heavier. Yeah. Um, got into Adelaide Dining and then Parkway Drive. I think Parkway Drive is probably one of the biggest if you listen to my riff like in my old band The Outbreak and Rising and yeah. Fall all my old riffs sound like Parkway
0: Drive dude
1: they sound like Parkway Drive it's just like I was huge
0: Parkway freak huge their album Horizons is one of my favorite uh, what would you would you say metal metalcore metalcore yeah yeah one of my favorite metalcore albums
1: oh definitely I feel you on that mine's Killing with a Smile and then I actually like R Eerie or I-R-E or something whatever
0: Wait, who's that?
1: Is that that's one of their
0: albums? That's one of their albums. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, but is it a more recent one?
1: 2014, 15.
0: Because after the one, and this is gonna make me sound like a Parkway Drive hipster, but after the one that had like the globe on it, oh yeah, yeah, I kind of fell off and like my listening taste kind of went in a different direction, I went know, more the pop punk route.
1: Oh, I thought, like, yeah. Uh, but after that, we get into Parkway Drive. I got into, you know, later on. Well, That's just kind of weird. I got into really heavy stuff, and then I got into like pop punk, like Icy Stars and mm-hmm. all that jazz, whatever. But then I got, as soon as like, I was about to graduate, I got into like infant Annihilator, The Murder, all those deathcore bands. And then later on, I'll get into Beatdown, Slam, Tech Death, all this, you mm-hmm. know, underground metal. And you know what the real funny shit is now? What? Is now I'm getting really inspired a lot by ghosts. and.
0: Uh, I'm not for. I think I've seen pictures of them. Oh, okay. They're like, what kind of music do they play? They like, um, is it like horror
1: No, like beautiful rock and roll. Like songs that you could. Like, literally, was it. Uh, when me and my girlfriend uh, we get married, we're going to have the song uh, Life Eternal by them um, play as our first okay. dance.
0: I have to check them out because yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen like pictures of them. Or were they just here recently? Oh yeah, they're here Somewhere just back recently. in
1: October. That's where. Yeah.
0: Okay, because I'm I feel like I saw like a Prelude Press, uh, you know, photo thing from their show.
1: Yep. So I don't know. Now lately, it's just getting to like lighter rock, um, more. I feel I like was into shred a lot, but now it's getting more into like blues, like melodic. Uh, Dude, like, on my way here, I was listening to Chet Atkins, like, talked to me a year ago. I said, fuck that dude. Yeah. So.
0: That's how I felt about the Grateful Dead, and I get from my friends and a lot of people in my inner circle, when I bring up the Grateful Dead, I get a lot of eye rolls, a lot of, ugh. But uh, after, I'm pretty sure I've told this story a few times on the podcast, but after watching their documentaries and, like hearing that their roots like what they listened to which got them into music was like folk music and bluegrass which I already enjoyed and then their album Working Man's Dead is a folk album like three minute songs they're not like you know full drones or whatever but then I started listening to the live albums and just some of the solos and the melodies and like everything they do it just uh, It inspired me to be a better guitar player, but also like think about You know writing in a totally different way. Oh, yeah so Yeah, man, I I don't judge anybody on what they listen to
1: I mean either. It's actually kind of funny. That we were speaking about DMT you're talking about Grateful Dead uh, The first time I ever did it. I don't know if you remember uh Hopefully this doesn't throw him on the bus. But Connor, he had a long blonde hair. The manager. Connor. Connor, Connor. Uh, it's, been, it's been a while since he worked there. But anyways, first time he did a DMT, he, uh, <laughs> I was listening to The Grateful Dead, dude. And I was just like, oh, wow, this is amazing, man. <laughs> and then afterwards, uh, I was, I'm like, do I like The Grateful Dead a little bit now? Oh, man, I guess I like this stuff. It's kind of weird how, like, one moment could change it, like, with country. Mm -hmm. I used to fucking hate country, but then I DJ'd a wedding over the summer, and it was all country wedding, and they made me play country only. I'm talking about from start to fucking finish, country only.
0: Was it, like, new country?
1: Um, Every type of country I ever freaking heard. Uh, Like
0: Johnny Cash all the way up to Sam Hunt?
1: Oh, I mean, dude, you're asking Robby about country names, but... I, I thought you said
0: you love country now. Uh, no, it's no, your no. favorite music. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> you said, I only listen to country now. And I was like, what country? And you are like, every country artist you've ever heard of.
1: It's, you know, exactly. That's what you
0: said. It's on the record. People heard it.
1: Dude, all right, all right, all right. I'm
0: sorry. That's only country core. <laughs> country core.
1: <laughs> they didn't even make that, but... um. Uh, it's just like, I'm not going out of my way too much right now. I'm still mm-hmm. trying to get my feet into it. But um, if it's playing, I honestly don't mind now. Before, yeah. I mean, I used to date a girl back in high school whose family only listened to country too. And when they go on car rides, dude, I would literally put headphones in. They'll call me an asshole because I'm like, well, I don't want to fucking hear this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they're the- like, I'm talking about them.
0: <laughs> I feel like that happens with a lot of musicians because definitely when I was younger, it was... Pop punk, hardcore, that's all I wanted to listen to. And then I started branching out into the Gaslight Anthem, like rock and roll, folk rock. And then it just kind of, I stopped telling myself that I only listened to a certain type of music. Like, I also used to be super anti radio and like I talked so much shit about the Lumineers. And then, like, I don't know what happened. It just like all fell away and i was able to enjoy the lumineers which i fucking love them now like they have some songs that just hit hard
1: uh, no, I like, know exactly. deep in your soul i know exactly i mean dude i mean you on a car ride with me first song might be like deathcore next song might be some like joe Boss masa um i just told you pronounce his name <laughs> Bonamasa. Bonamasa. yeah <laughs> but um <laughs> Dude, it's just everywhere in my car, and that's what I'll say I think how it should be. Because to me, Definitely. I fucking... You listen to one genre of music, you're so close-minded. Yeah. I mean, no offense. I mean, if you listen to only one genre of music, I honestly... I think you're close-minded person. Sorry.
0: <laughs> but well, and especially if you're actively tuning out all other types of music. Because, like, if it sounds good, just listen to it. Don't be like, oh, I can't listen to this because... I only listen to pop punk music. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know.
1: I know, like, some metalheads out there, when I would be like, uh, what was it? Last summer, I had a huge theme for Revolution, uh, the reggae man. Yeah. Oh, dude, I was listening to every day. And then uh, some of my metalhead friends would get in my car and be like, what the fuck's this? I'm like, it's Revolution, man. (laughs) Come on, dude.
0: What's funny is I, uh, in regards to reggae, I had... An idea in my head of what reggae sounded like, mostly because I'd only ever listened to Bob Marley and like pretty much that lane of reggae music. Mm-hmm. And then uh me and Anika and her sister Bianca went to go visit her dad in Arizona back in February, and he was playing like newer reggae, and it was almost kind of like trancy Mm -hmm. but it was like the groove was there and i don't know it's it's kind of like jazz to where if you listen to jazz from the 1950s and 60s like it has a certain sound like especially at the live albums and then when you listen to it now with the professional recordings and like you can hear the kick drum really well and like electric guitars and stuff it almost is like it throws you off a little bit but it you know oh dude i feel
1: like jazz Uh, Reggae and funk I fucking love
0: jazz
1: I feel like I mean they don't all go together but I feel like personally you could throw a show on with those three and it would be a five show yeah like it's not like you know you grab a pop punk band and you grab like a death metal band and throw them in one show I mean that's just asking for a little trouble
0: (laughs) I mean I think it would be totally possible to have elements of all three of those within one act You know what I mean? Like, especially jazz and funk. Like, I remember being in jazz band in high school, and uh, we definitely, there were some songs that were just, like, straight jazz, uh, you know, like Thelonious Monk, Dave Brubeck-esque, and then there were some total funk songs. So I feel like all of those can be played together, and maybe even throw in blues.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I love
0: blues, man. See that's one that I respect the fuck out of the blues, but it just like it doesn't hit the pleasure centers in my brain that make me go, God, I just want to listen to some blues, man.
1: Hey, can we have? I love playing
0: blues uh, scales though, like on the guitar. I love doing the, you know what I mean?
1: Oh yeah.
0: Do you watch The Office? (sighs) Ah, <sighs> Yikes
1: uh, Actually I don't Everyone tells me I should I've seen a few episodes but...
0: You need to hang out with Dakota LeClaire Because he actively avoids The Office I think he's like kind of a, uh, a Netflix hipster And I think he doesn't watch The Office Because uh, it's popular
1: Oh, I I'm those. not saying that. I hate do. those people that don't watch or sort of watch shit or listen to shit because it's fucking popular. It's like, oh. Uh.
0: I I mean <laughs> it's not 100 percent true. I I that's my theory. Oh. Just like I have a theory that Griffith Johnson, the drummer in Fox Lake. Yeah. I have a theory that he uh, might be a robot, <laughs> or an alien. I feel like he could be an alien because when you tell him a joke there's a little delay between the joke and the laugh and his laugh almost seems like something you would teach someone if you were teaching someone who didn't know how to laugh ha, ha, you ha. go ha, 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 ha. that's exactly how he laughs that's like great. moves his chest and is like does I'm, that I met
1: him one of the last shows I played with Under Armour guys was with those guys and honestly
0: He's one of my favorite people on the planet, but... You're a cool dude, but... Griffith, you might be an alien. You might be an alien (laughs) or a robot. Um, What about an alien robot? You might be an alien robot, dude. A robot sent by aliens.
1: Or it might be an uh, AI that killed the aliens and then flew all the way over here. What if that's the true future, dude? What if the real future is just a whole bunch of AIs from different fucking solar systems?
0: (laughs) You know... I think anything's possible. Uh, i <laughs> one, one thing that really tripped me up lately, and uh, I try not to bring up Joe Rogan too much on this podcast because um, clearly I listen to it, I enjoy it. Um, I'm not trying to be Joe Rogan. But he was talking to Kevin Smith. Do you know who that is I from don't. Jay and Silent Bob? Oh, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's Silent Bob. Yeah and he was talking to him and they were talking about the whole simulation theory, like how some people believe we're in a simulation, which I mean, personally, maybe it's just my own ignorance and my, uh, you know, inability to really think about it and research it or whatnot. But he was, he said something, which I have an issue already with sleeping, like sleeping kind of freaks me out because it's just this thing like, You can't just close your eyes and know exactly when you're going to fall asleep. And then, like, eight hours goes by. Like, you blink your eyes and then you wake up again. And in that meantime, a whole eight hours, the world never stopped. Time never stopped. Like, shit kept going for eight hours. And your blink of an eye freaks me the fuck out. But uh, they were talking on the podcast and he was like, what if we've never actually slept? You just you have this programmed idea, the simulated idea that tells you you slept and now you're in this moment. I don't know. It's I, it's Friday, and it's been a long week, so my ability to pontificate and go super deep on conspiracies is a little
1: scary. this is one you don't have to go on conspiracy, man. This is just straight-up fact. Uh, you know Corey that worked in drums from Pretty Lights, uh, the original drummer? I believe so. Um, what was it? So he was telling me about some of his tour experiences with, uh, when Pretty Lights first started.
0: Why did he leave that gig?
1: Uh, he, apparently, I don't know what the main dude is. He apparently turned into a heroin addict became a douche. The so, main
0: dude in the band?
1: Yeah, in Pretty Lights, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, so uh, apparently, though, he said, <laughs> this is the funniest thing ever, talking about sleep. Um, he said, it's cool being a rock star with a tour bus. Cause it's like you're tel- uh, you can teleport. You're drunk in fucking Memphis, and the next thing you know, you wake up and you're in New York. It's like you just teleported there. <laughs> it's yeah. like, fuck, you know, dude, you're right, man. You have teleportation skills.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's that whole sleeping in a van and you know, uh, driving through the night thing. It's a, it's a fucking trip. 'Cause like during the day when you're making a road trip, like you're seeing all the road signs or you're like paying attention to like welcome to this day, blah 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 blah. But like when you're in the middle of the night and you're just going by GPS, it's just like road and that's it. Oh yeah. But uh if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Mine's teleportation hundred percent. But uh what would you pick?
1: God damn you do that's mine. Um, literally, that's mine. I mean, you can pick yeah, teleportation, no, no, but tell dude, me why. Ever, oh, dude, you ever seen the movie Jumper? Yes. Oh, my God.
0: That looks like a very violent teleportation, though. Oh, you just, like, kind of, you know, oh, but dude, snap you, you into... Oh, dude, you could grab
1: stuff and bring it with you, man. That's what's up.
0: I know, dude. I, I think mean, about robbing banks a lot.
1: Dude, honestly, I didn't think about that. You know what I thought of? I, um, I thought, if I ever had a chance to teleport, I want to rob places. I want to do that. I'll just find out what celebrities are on tour and go stay the fuck in their place. <laughs>
0: That'd be fucking tight. <laughs> like, but... you know,
1: every different night, it's a different celebrity's house. Like, you know, this night I'm seeing at Justin Bieber's. Fuck it. Tomorrow, I'm going to post Malone's.
0: <laughs> Damn. They'd have, like, wanted signs all around, like, Beverly Hills and Hollywood. Like, this dude we're on the lookout for him. Somehow he gets inside the houses. No idea how I, don't, dude, I
1: wouldn't steal anything. I'll just literally just like sleep in their bed. Okay, I'll still like their clothing, but that's it. <laughs> I'll be like, oh wow, Gucci, sweets.
0: So. You would wear Gucci? Do <laughs> you like Gucci?
1: Uh no, actually I don't have anything really that fancy. Uh, I
0: don't You're know. not a fashion guy? Oh god, no. No. I have I have my little things that I like, like streetwear brands or Something of the sort. I know Dakota that Johnny Cupcakes isn't exactly streetwear, but I like Johnny Cupcakes. This this little brand right here.
1: Oh, that's what it is.
0: Yeah. I learned about it from the Gaslight Anthem, but uh, there's old videos back in the day of Jeremy from A Day to Remember wearing Johnny Cupcakes, the Pierce the Veil guys, because um, he used to go on work Tour and he'd like just give. His shirts to the bands to like promote it and uh basically wear it for free like an influencer marketing thing oh yeah that's, that's so point. um <laughs> tell me about a juan shred sauce what was the process like going into it you've left under Auburn guys amicably and now you are going into this endeavor like did you try and look for another band or were you like it is time i'm gonna make the music i want to make i um, know what i want to sound like
1: for a while um even when I was in the outbreak I just kind of wanted to do a solo thing um, what happened to
0: the outbreak by the way because you guys uh that was a pretty successful band yeah um so you guys did i think all it's, right think it's this cool. I think you're probably right
1: um, the for those of you
0: just listening the microphone stand was on the fritz
1: um, the outbreak though man so what happened with that is uh, first of all um, Taylor Paris left and so we were out without bass player for a bit um, so that was a little bit you know I mean, the bass player is not the craziest thing, but you know, once you lose a member, it's things kind of you know s- slow down or speed up. That's yeah. what happens when you get a, when a member leaves or quits. Definitely, it slows down or speeds up. So unfortunately, with us, it starts slowing down. But then we try speeding it up. We we recorded an album. We got it all pressed and ready. It's still not out. Um, and uh, the reason why it's not out as soon as we were about to release it, uh, Adam he uh, joined the anchor. Okay. And so, um, I mean, I have no problem with that, dude. Fuck, I wish I could join the anchor. (laughs) But um, so after he joined the anchor, dude, we were looking for a drummer, and drummers in Colorado are so scarce. I swear to God. But at least the ones that want to play like technical death metal.
0: Yeah, uh, you need a talented drummer.
1: Exactly, and
0: that's that's like a niche drummer. You know what I mean, like. There's drummers who dabble in a bunch of different styles, but like you have to be committed to playing technical metal. Oh, exactly. That shit's not easy.
1: And, uh, and dude, Adam didn't leave it easy for someone to come in. Like Honestly, if you listen to all the, well, I do plan to release the last Outbreaks album one day. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just met up with our old vocalist, Stephen.
0: Recorded with Taylor Hahn, yes.
1: Yeah, it was recorded with Taylor Hahn. Hell so yeah. It's, it's a really fucking amazing album, dude. I mean, honestly, I'm more proud of that album than my single, because... Um, dude, l- don't say that. Oh, okay, they're about the same. It's just uh, the album, dude, it's just like, I think that's when um, a lot of us were really matured in our writing, mm-hmm. and we were together, you know, like two or three years then, and so we were able to get the chemistry going, and it's just, unfortunately, after Adam left, uh, we really could not find a drummer that could fulfill his, I mean, dude, he was super technical. If you listen to all those instruments, like I was saying, he, his is the most technical. And he had left a huge you know, shoe to fill. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, that no one could was able to really fulfill that. We didn't find anyone. We found one dude. Well, I'm going to say we didn't find anyone. We found one dude, but unfortunately, he wasn't too interested as much as we were. Mm-hmm. And so, with that happening, unfortunately, this, <clears throat> just died off slowly but surely.
0: Do you feel like where you're at, I know we talked about, you know, how things kind of fall into place at the right time. Do you feel like this was the right time for you to start doing solo stuff? Like after the outbreak, do you think you would have been ready to take on this endeavor?
1: Oh, God, no. Um, I've been been wanting to do it for a while. I used to have a home studio.
0: Um, I'm like on a real positivity kick today. I don't right. know what it is.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm liking it. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, uh, I guess it's kind of funny because I've done one interview before, or interview podcasting. Um,
0: but it wasn't as good as this, right? Oh,
1: uh, hell no. That was with Justin Purvis. <laughs> hell no. Oh, Josh. Justin's going to hear this. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, Justin. <laughs> Just, this one's about me, that one's
0: about Toss and Tides.
1: Anyways, I was doing an interview with Toss and Tides with Justin.
0: Second Pur- place is cool too,
1: dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing an interview with uh, Justin Purvis for Toss and Tides. And then a couple of years later, I actually see this dude. I saw him in my home studio. And now, a couple of years later after that, I'm working with the motherfucker. <laughs> Damn. So, but, um, but yeah, I've been tr- I tried before, but I really wasn't good at it. I didn't push myself. I thought, you know, I'll just be a guitarist. And mm-hmm. uh, then, honestly, after playing so, so many people, I finally got the confidence. I think I got the confidence mostly. Oh, man, dude. After probably got a rehab, I kind of saw that, you know, I got to be, I got to love myself. Because yeah. that's, I mean, when you get into drug addiction, I mean, you're a recovering addict, aren't you?
0: Um, I wouldn't say that. I would say. Somebody who doesn't partake in substance abuse.
1: Okay. um, So, okay. Uh, But when you're in full-blown addiction, dude, like, you just fucking hate yourself. It's not like you really hate everyone else. You just hate yourself. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, going to uh, uh, rehab really made me have to look at myself in the eyes, see what problems I had in the past, what... You know, things I can actually control, things I can't control. Yeah. And that's when I started finally, you know, having faith in myself. And so this year has been a long, I wouldn't say long, it's actually been a pretty damn good year. Yeah. Um, but you do
0: seem like, obviously, I didn't know that you were going through all of this beforehand. Um, but you do seem a lot more like clear and a lot more, uh, Intentional with like the way you talk and you know everything you're doing,
1: I appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, it's just uh, af- I mean, after going through all that, I think it's just this year of being clean from hard drugs has led me really to have, have faith in myself because if I can not do those drugs and I can push those away, then I can do this, if I can yeah. do that, then I can do this, if I can mm-hmm. do that, you know. It's, it just came over time that I finally learned confidence. I think that's the biggest thing I did have was confidence. I mean,
0: yeah.
1: high school, I wasn't a confident dude. I mean, throughout life, I'm not really too much of a confident man. Yeah. I, I'm very, very shy. I'm, I mean, I'm very cool I'll going with my friends, but, like, if I don't know you, yeah. I'm... Well,
0: and drugs will definitely, like, if you're already a shy person or, like, an introvert, that'll just... Push you further into your shyness and yourself, especially like if you don't feel like, you know, if you feel like you're worthless or whatever, you're not even going to try to put yourself out there. You're just exactly. going to kind of fade away.
1: Exactly. It's honestly how it was. I mean, I have depression, suicidal thoughts, three uh, of my life, you know, things are turning good. Things have actually been really good for a while now. Um, but uh you know, doing all that shit, and then just never really growing because they say when you start doing drugs, when you get addicted to drugs, you're gonna stay that age until you get off the drugs. So if you mm-hmm. become addicted to, let's say, let's make it extreme. Let's say cocaine. If you get addicted yeah. to cocaine at the age of like sixteen, you're sick. You're gonna act like a sixteen-year-old until you get out of it, and that's because your mind is on a substance locked with its uh, with releasing dopamine at a certain level. It's at this age point. Yeah. so it, it controls itself to be like that so well you, and
0: you're constantly chasing that one you, that one high or whatever that you got at that age so you want to try and get yourself back to that uh, mental spot
1: Exactly you're not growing in life yeah. so it's just like um, I think after high school I, I didn't grow mm-hmm. because in high school I was a very smart very uh, well a student. But then as soon as I went to college, that's when I started doing drugs and all that stuff. You know, and that's...
0: uh, Fucking Boulder,
1: dude. Fucking Boulder, dude. And then after, you know, that's when I had my first suicide attempts were up in Boulder. And then it's just like, it all leads back to drugs. Ever since I've been off drugs, I haven't really even thought about suicide. I mean, I have days where I'm sad, but I'm not like, I'm going to kill myself. But it's, you know, uh, it's a world of difference. I mean, I think I have actually became, hit puberty. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you should be, I mean, depression is something that you can't really control. And, uh, you know, you just got to remind yourself and, you know, just be super proud of the fact that you've pushed past something that a lot of people either don't have the strength to do or don't have the... Will. mental capacity to see that they're you know uh having a problem because rehab is not something somebody can force you to go to really unless uh, yeah. it's like a legal thing but
1: well even it won't work i mean that's the thing that sucks about rehab man you gotta want it because yeah. if you force anyone to go to rehab they're just gonna you just wasted ten thousand dollars and they're gonna come back <clears> and do <throat> the same shit like you know that tv show was it interventions uh, the, uh, in- i've never watched it no it's like, they literally go out these hard addicts, man. Which people who literally, like, scream this, like, this better not be an intervention. And then it comes to the intervention, and they're mm-hmm. telling their family to go fuck themselves. I'm like, no, that's not like a dick, but I might could for someone to go rehab, you know, an intervention show, it could go to someone that actually wants to become clean. Yeah. And that's the thing that sucks. I mean, you gotta want it. I mean, it, that's the thing about being clean and, not being clean, but... Getting over addiction is you gotta want it. No one else has to want it. You gotta hit misery. You gotta hit rock bottom. Yeah. I mean, you gotta kick, kick the dirt.
0: And it's not about, uh, you know, hate the substance, hate your decisions, hate all that, all you want. But uh, you know, I was listening to something recently, and if you can just say, okay, that served its purpose but it's time to move on. I just don't want to do this anymore. Because if you have that resentment, then you have those feelings that you, I mean, in some cases, you just want to suppress or like just tuck them away, the anger or the sadness, whatever. You just want to tuck them away um, instead of just you know accepting the fact that you've made mistakes or you've uh, gotten to a certain point in your life and now it's uh, time for a change. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to cut the live Facebook video. And tell everybody that if you want to hear the rest of this podcast, go to Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Subscribe to the Don't Start a Band Podcast. This is episode number 37 with A. Juan. Apple Podcasts,
1: Google Listen Play. Listen to it. Listen subscribe. to me be awkward.
0: And uh, if you really care about me, give me a five-star
1: Subscribe, goddammit! it!
0: I'm glad that was the last thing on there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna share that. We're gonna see how much battery. Oh yeah. We're gonna do. We're uh... gonna do us a little Instagram live as well. Hell yeah! Promote you. Promote podcast. Saw gravy, baby.
1: Baby gravy. It's not
0: semen. Uh, I need to switch the camera around. Sorry to everybody listening. We're just uh, promoting via video. If you want to watch the video, make sure you go to the Don't Start a Band podcast Facebook page and like that shit. Hello, Instagram Live. I am here with a Juan bread sauce. (laughs) All right. Uh, And now, back to the conversation. Um, So, at the start of this solo project, everything kind of fell into place. You fell into a spot, mentally, physically, where it was time to really um go all in on something and you definitely did with this new project so uh walk me through how it started did you just kind of start noodling or did you um you know how did it all come about
1: um so how kind of started is when i joined under auburn skies um they wanted a bass player so i joined as a space player but I'm mostly a guitarist, so I was still writing a whole bunch of riffs. And so, you know, that's when I finally said, fuck it. I'm gonna start, you know, my own thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Put these riffs to use. And so I just started recording and um, I have a little home studio and then I slowly built it up. I mean, two years ago, it was just my laptop, literally. Mm -hmm. And then now I have some nice studio monitors, a nice uh, Mac, uh, not Mac, PC. Sorry, guys. I like PC.
0: <laughs> it's all right. All these Apple products in this room aren't offended. I know, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but uh, So I got a nice PC. And then I just started really just going into it, like, telling myself I need to make a song. Yeah. And it, for a while, it took, I mean, this song I started writing back in, like, March. So I really uh, took my time with it. And that's the thing. Is that what I'm doing with all my songs? Is I'm really taking my time, um, Okay. just because shit, dude. I go, I write this, I write a riff, and then I'll, list, I'll let I'll it digest for about two days, and I'll go back and listen to it again. And if I don't like it, it's gone. I don't mm-hmm. save it. It's just gone. I don't. So I'm a pretty how do you get? It? Uh, oh my gosh, particular on what I want sounding. Yeah. Because if even if one thing I don't like is in there, I'm going to, to throw it most of it away.
0: I get that hundred percent. Like when I have that initial idea that I get stoked on, I have to record that immediately because if I, you know, mull it over and think about it for a day or two, I'm either gonna overthink and tell myself why that song is gonna suck or it just i don't have that feeling when i go back to it so i record that initial thing that i'm stoked on because like if i'm stoked on it and i'm loving it and it's it's giving me that energy then in turn it might give that to the people listening to it oh
1: yeah my thing is um if i like it today Good. Uh, if I like it in two days, even better. Mm-hmm. So that's why I keep it. So I mean, I'm right now. I'm even working on my second, third song. I'm decided to start working on a couple at a time now.
0: Okay. Um, did they, you have a specific like genre in mind when you started this, or you're just like, I'm gonna start playing and see what comes out?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, this is what I, I'm excited to say. Um, a a Juan is every genre possible. Uh, like Hell my yeah. first song is an instrumental shred. Mm-hmm. Or wannabe shred song, aka the song. The, that's why the song's called <laughs> "Wannabe." It's Hell a yeah. wannabe shred song. <laughs> <coughs> and so, um, but my next one is gonna be like an alternative rock song. Okay. Um,
0: Still gosh. gonna be instrumental, or is there gonna no, be vocals? No, I'll be
1: singing and screaming. That's what I'm actually oh, okay. nervous to do. It'll uh, be the first time I'll be tracking my vocals ever. And ever? So, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Hell yeah. But then after that my next song uh the, uh, the third song is um, a really brutal death mill song and then after, i don't know maybe you know some sad boy shit why
0: not <laughs> and that's okay not to know you should try some sad boy partial shred
1: Dude, that's what i'm saying you know was it uh Suicide Boys, they have an album out, like this little EP where it has like guitar and death metal riffs. Mm-hmm. But dude, they fucking suck at screaming. Suicide Boys, if you ever watch this, dude, you guys suck. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I'm speaking on my behalf, not this channel also.
0: so. I mean, if you want to be on the podcast, cool. I'm not sure who you are. Are they rappers? Suicide Boys? What are they? They're
1: sad boy rappers.
0: Okay. You know. I wanted to ask you, uh, well... I got it written down in my notes. I'll ask you after this, but let's continue this conversation of uh, of genres. It's very cool how you're just doing what you want to do, whatever comes out, because that is the truest form of expression. You're honestly expressing yourself instead of forcing yourself to do something because you picked a genre, so you have to stick with that genre. You know? Oh
1: yeah. See, that's the one thing I hate. That's one thing I definitely had though with the problem with being a band, you know, to start a star band, you know mm-hmm. is once you gotta first find dudes that like similar music, and then after that you've whatever amount of dudes you have, you have to determine the genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't really have to determine the genre, but if you don't, it's gonna be a little bit harder to start writing and start maneuvering around, yeah, and so you know, that's a I think that's one of the hardest things about musicians today, why there's so many repeats of the same sound. Like, every deathcore song that I was saying is starting to sound the same. Yeah. It's because every band's a deathcore band now. They don't want to branch out.
0: Yeah. Well, it seems like there's also not a lot of metalcore bands anymore. Like, not as much as there was, like, 2009 to 2012. Holy shit, there's so many. (laughs) Like, I know there's, like, Rozu, Under Auburn Skies um, on the local level and then I don't even know what's going on in metalcore as far as, uh, you know, bigger bands. So I, I I'm so out of the loop. Not uh,
1: intentionally. With, with metalcore, I'm somewhat in it. Um, a little bit, not too much. But, you know, I think they're, what they're doing nowadays is they're adding a little bit more lights. They're getting a little bit mm-hmm. lighter. Like the Fliction, they used to be a really good uh, metalcore band, and now they're like rock, like hard rock.
0: I haven't listened to anything recently. I like that album with uh, Chasing Ghosts.
1: Oh yeah, listen to Misery Man. It's like a whole new level. They start playing. It's like hard. Like what was it? I went to the Sun Forty One Fliction show. Oh okay. It was so funny because Sun Forty One got heavier mm-hmm. and Fliction got lighter.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was just like it was like well, because you know ten years ago you asked these two bands play together. No fucking way. It'll be way too different. Yeah.
0: I get that for sure but uh yeah I mean picking a genre and see that's one thing is you might not even say that this is like a particular band or project it almost seems like you're more of a composer like you're composing these pieces as opposed to being a specific band or artist you know what I mean
1: well, it's kind of funny. like You say it like that. Um, <laughs> this is going to sound so weird because um, a Juan to me, is the band. Because, mm-hmm. you know, my music video... Did you see that, the wannabe music video?
0: I haven't seen the video yet, no. Oh, man, you yeah, got to that. My bad, dog
1: uh, You're all good, dude. Um, but uh, there's multiple me's just mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. Um, and I'm going to keep that going, you know. Some people do it, and they just do it for one thing. But for me... Um, because I have so many nicknames. I have AJ. I have Jaw, I have A-Juan. I have AJ the Barbarian. I have Anthony. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah. I have a lot, a lot of nicknames. So it's just like a lot of people call me a lot of different things. And so I think it's going to be funny. A-Juan is the band, and then mm-hmm. it's composed of many AJs.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so, you know,
0: there's... The many faces of AJ.
1: And so, you know, each AJ is different. I guess you would... Uh, Different type of music. Like uh, like my first music video, uh, Juanita, well, Foxy Juanita, me in a dress.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: Um, Foxy Juanita is the, a girl, and uh, the reason why is because, to me, shred is beautiful, guitar is beautiful. Mm-hmm. In my next music video, I'm not going to give it too much detail, but the, the main AJ is a devil, and okay. he's playing pop rock. Like, you know, rock's the devil's music. Yeah. So each character has his own little different reasoning why they're dressed that way and each new I mean each song I have it too is gonna to have a music video. I'm lucky to work with uh Stash Johnson, uh Travis Cruiser. He works at Guitar Center as well.
0: I'm sure if I saw him I know who he was. I'd so he's a big homie Terrible
1: of mine. Um he hooks it up because I help him out with a lot of videos. I mean he's had like seven videos I've helped him out in the last year and a half. And I just do it for free. Honestly I just like doing it so
0: he, you like film videos
1: i help him film like he has a camera and then okay. also i star in his videos okay so um working with him and just honestly doing it because i love doing it yeah uh he agreed to help me shoot uh, my music video for free and um if i keep on helping him he's going to keep helping me so there's going to be a lot of music videos still to come from me uh, especially uh next year 2020 i could say you I can confidently say there's gonna be four music videos coming out next year for through Juan.
0: Four A Juan Music Videos. Videos de musica. Yeah,
1: so it's uh it's gonna be really awesome. I mean I'm really trying to push myself and try to get out there. I don't know if I'll ever play a show <laughs> but
0: Hey, Dalton's doing it. The polite heretic. Oh dude,
1: I fucking love that dude. That guy's fucking awesome.
0: He has this vibe about him where he showed up at Mo's. We played a show last Saturday. And he showed up at like the end of the night. Like he didn't uh he didn't like catch anybody set, but he showed up and he like walked in the door. We saw each other and he had this smile on his face, but he has this like very calm, like Presence and just like for some reason, I mean, me car- dude, you're fucking rad. But it just like made me really happy to see him. Dude, he reminds me of
1: a cartoon character, like straight up. Like, he just pops up out of nowhere. Like every time I see him, is randomly at shows.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, well, that's how David, uh our drummer, met him. I think it's just at shows.
1: Yeah, dude, Dalton, he is known around shows. I mean, he's a cool dude, insane guitarist. I mean, really beautiful uh, playing. You can see here's, uh, he really sounds like uh, his inspirations. Yeah. So, fucking love that
0: guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a, uh, a clear show. Sure um, that
1: you play shows, but yeah, um, I just don't know how I'll do it. Just because, I mean, this is going to sound asshole to me, but I kind of don't want anyone telling me what to do anymore.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you could always get, like, if you just like booked shows like few and far between or whatever a i feel like it'd be easier to sell tickets because people wouldn't see you for a while so it would build anticipation but you could just look for people and be like you know just assemble a team and just be like hey this one show will you come play it and people i'm sure will be down and that's uh i have to pay him but that's okay maybe not dude i've i've filled in for a lot of bands uh for free and I just my thing is I love playing music and I love supporting artists but it, it's kind of gotten to a point in Denver where um, I mean I'm sorry if this sounds shitty but like if you want people to support your band you got to support other bands you can't just like ghost them every time they have a show and they hit you up and then expect them to come out to your show it doesn't work like that. Oh yeah, and because it it's like saying you know your shit's not good enough, or I don't want to come to your show, but you should still come to mine.
1: Oh yeah, that's the one thing I honestly really dislike about why I wasn't a local band. You know, I mean I'm not the
0: best at going at shows. Uh, unfortunately, just uh, there's so many of them. It's there's hard. so many of them, and I, I try. I definitely try. Yep. Yeah
1: there's just so many of them and then I mean I do have some personal stuff going on I mean uh, my girlfriend does have a terminal illness so sometimes I can't go because I gotta take care of her or um, you know now I'm just being an asshole making excuses but lately I do want to be go- wanting to go into more I've um, been trying recently I went to the Anchors I'm going to go see uh, what is it uh, One Way to Live in Under Auburn Skies mm-hmm. on November 30th I went and saw my nephew's band Delirious Nebula um, holy shit, dude. I gotta tell you about these guys. Yeah, <laughs> these guys. I saw f- I've seen them play now four times. Four mm-hmm. times first time. Holy shit, it was so bad. I mean, that's like almost everybody. I mean, what kind of music is it? It's like tool, like trippy metal.
0: Okay, so like polyrhythms and shit. No, they wish
1: uh, <laughs> 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 like ton- tonal wise, it sounds like tool. Yeah. Okay, technicality wise, not so
0: blink grenade, too.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have two, them have sex with Fleetwood Mac. Boom, there you go. Hell yeah. But it's really um, their first show, second show, third show weren't too good. And uh, dude, it's kind of funny because I t- t- told them every time. I mean, he's my nephew, so I'm like, kick out your fucking drummer, kick out your fucking drummer, kick out your fucking drummer. <laughs> and finally, you kicked out his fucking drummer. And then this show, man, holy crap, they were all so on time. Their drummer yeah. was killing it, dude. No. It was, it was badass seeing that and it's kind of funny because right after the show his mom comes up to me my sister-in-law and goes did you see we kicked out we kicked out the fucking drummer <laughs> that's the first thing she said to me i was like yeah i see that
0: <laughs> you, you should have just said about time i mean, about time dude it was just i think it's
1: just funny because i mean what i was gonna say when i go to local shows Even on a guitarist, I think, to me, the drummer is one, the most, if not the most, important member in the band because they keep the time signature. They keep the flow. Yes. So...
0: I mean, they're the backbeat of the whole band. And at the end of the day, the point I've gotten to in my music making and music career or whatever is, uh, at the end of the day, if you're going to be a band, be a fucking band you're not a guitar player a bass player and a drummer be a cohesive thing because there's sometimes you'll go see a band and uh they'll be playing one of their songs and the drummer tries to get tricky in the middle of the song as like a i don't know if it's a look at me or like a uh i'm bored playing this beat but at the end of the day you gotta commit to everybody you're on stage with
1: oh yeah definitely so, you know, seeing them get a new drummer was amazing. So I, I honestly say it, that's a band to keep an eye open for. Yeah.
0: I know I always say support local music, but uh, it's very important. And in this new age of whatever the fuck it is, it it seems like people aren't going to as many local shows, except for, like, hardcore. I've said it a million times, but the hardcore scene and like, Denver and Colorado Springs is, like, on a whole nother level.
1: Oh, dude. For some reason, like, yeah, they're looking like the hardcore scene back in New York in the 90s, dude. Like, anytime Knock Loose comes into town, fuck. Yeah. I mean, sh- dude, you'll see people, like, you go to anywhere in downtown that's, like, a music store, like, hi- kind of hipster, after a Knock Loose show, I swear, a guy you're going to see, his, like, at least a few motherfuckers with, like, black eyes from the show not- the night yeah. before.
0: Oh, they go nuts, for sure. I mean, dude, I thought
1: I thought fucking slam pits were brutal, but fuck no, dude. Fucking hardcore. That's that a pit I can't get into. <laughs> yeah.
0: I did want to ask you, what are your thoughts on the current state of pop music slash culture? And what are your thoughts on the rise of SoundCloud rap, which I don't even know that I'd call it like... SoundCloud rap is almost a genre now as opposed to, you know, the medium where people post their music. So what are your thoughts on that, being a rock musician and being an A1 shredder?
1: Um,
0: What are your thoughts about the direction that everything's headed in? Simplicity.
1: That's the number one word. Um,
0: That everything's getting simple? Simple
1: as hell. I mean, you listen to any... um, Real like uh, music uh, pers- uh, blah, 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 blah. any college professional uh, You know music teacher Or anything If you even just listen to the music mm-hmm. Everything is becoming very very simplified Which I don't know if it's good or bad um, Personally I think it Kind of takes away credibility of the musician Yeah Because I mean fuck dude Wannabe spent Like I said like Took me like five months writing that shit yeah. And um Straight up, you know, Lil Peep just dropped his third fucking album two years after he died, and the reason why is because and the documentary <laughs> and the documentary. I mean, nothing. I have I like Lil Peep, but um, I I, I like him. Lil Peep, I think is actually talented, but uh, but anyways, uh,
0: <laughs> it's another one of those things that it just doesn't hit me in the right spots in my brain. But if you. I mean, some people, I was reading the comments of the preview for his documentary, and some people were saying, like, he's the artist of the century, artist of the decade. He really,
1: I could say that I agree, because he has a really good voice, and he, um, with his stuff, even though, like I'm saying, it's simple, mm-hmm. he was able to produce it properly. Like, how like can I say, he actually has instruments Yes, yeah. he records guitars. He records live drums. I mean, sometimes, you know, there's sample drums. Well, most of the time, sample drums. But he still records instruments. Mm-hmm. That's what I respect about him. And he sings. He's not like a mumbo. Just, just, Zan's gonna make he, you. Zan's like, gonna take you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I get what so, you're saying.
1: So, you know, those, those guys, um, little people can sing. You know, little people, I really liked his voice. But um, everything What well, I'm trying to get to with this is uh, everything's becoming too simple. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they just they just brought an album and stuff from his death from the death.
0: You they know they did that with Tupac for years because he had so much music.
1: And no offense, you know why they have so much music? It's because they're playing a uh, making a simple ass beat and then yeah. they're throwing vocals over it. I could do that in one fucking day, one day. Like when I, think, when I do my sad boy song, honestly, I don't think it's gonna take too long. I think well, it might take a little bit long because it's out of my realm. Uh-huh. But in honest reality, as a guy who produces my own music um freaking it's piss poor to see that like you know yeah. things are getting so simplified but they're getting so amplified it's mm-hmm. so, like more simple you are more bigger you're going to get and, yeah. it's like, and if uh what is it there's a TV show on Netflix called Rhythm Flow where it's a competition a rap competition and they're talking about like, you got to make your hook memorable you got to make it easy you got to make yeah. it quick i'm like well fuck that's why all these big artists are just blowing up because they have the smallest fucking verse. Everyone knows that like, their verses are like 16 bars and that's fucking it. And then their fucking chorus is like 32 bars. Or yeah. like,
0: yeah. Well, and then the end of the song is just repeat. chorus on repeat.
1: Yeah, and usually the chorus too is like, I mean, fucking Gucci Gang. Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. Gucci. It's easy to get stuck <laughs> in your head. And unfortunately, it's, yeah, I, I fuck, fuck Lil Pump. <laughs> I think he's a funny dude, but fuck his music. Uh, but uh, as you can see, what I'm saying though, it's simplified. It's repetitive, and the idea is that it gets people's minds. It's it's just it sucks. What's happening is literally music corporations seeing that they're losing money, so now they have to produce their own artists to make money. And it, yeah, and that's what I mean. They've been doing that from the fucking sixties, but like now it's way more dramatic because now of uh, with uh, all the different type of marketing I mean you have videos you got video games you got TV everything fucking needs a background track
0: yeah
1: and with music being so widely available such abundance, it's so cheap so it's it's so cheap to uh, like sell so if you're gonna sell it you have to make sure you sell massive quantities of it Yeah. and to make massive quantities of it you gotta have it be like a drug you gotta get a little bit to them Get them addicted to it, and unfortunately, just keep doing that. You give them one easy line to remember; they get they remember that line, and then you give them another song; they remember that line. They remember, it's just like it just keeps on going. They get fed these lines, and they keep taking them down. You know, yeah.
0: I've had that exact thought about. Uh, I don't know how much you've experimented with youtube especially recently but they have a thing where you can make a video and there's literally just a huge bank of songs that you can just throw on and it's just like ambient uh hip-hop beats or lo-fi hip-hop beats and shit that it just is like like you said it's so just like easy just to throw on in the background and sometimes it almost feels like that's what uh, some of this music is is just background music for a club or for parties or you know what or for YouTube videos. The thing that worries me though, and I want your opinion on this, um, you know, because we both I hate this. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> we both have uh, you know bouts of depression. The thing that worries me is this SoundCloud rap and the popular music seems like it's definitely in a sad slash depressive state. So when it gets amplified and turns into the thing to have anxiety or depression or mental illness, I mean, like how many mental illness memes do you see a day? Like everybody wants to claim one of those.
1: You know, it's kind of
0: sad. And it, it worries me because the more you tell yourself you have anxiety or depression, you can force yourself into not being okay.
1: No, I definitely agree with you 100%, man. Um, to me, uh, where do I start with this? That's just a good, good statement.
0: Well, and that's the problem I have with a lot of those SoundCloud rappers. I think
1: what's wrong with the world, I think it's more than just SoundCloud rappers. Um, It's the world. uh, Everyone wants to be a victim. Everyone wants their problems heard. Everyone wants, fuck your problems, here's my problems. Yeah. And so, you first got that thing, and then you got, to me, um, a country whose youth is very vulnerable to media. Mm -hmm. And, Honestly, but you also have a youth that's very more understanding of what's happening around the world. Yeah. And so I think this is, I mean, I'm just a conspiracy theorist motherfucker, but I honestly think, uh, you know, they're pushing this music to honestly help create more depression and help make more anxiety. As As a soundtrack
0: to the sad state of the world. So
1: you give a soundtrack to this sad state. I mean, if you're a government, I mean, this is me being stupid, crazy conspiracy theorist, but like, obviously, I never thought about this before. It just popped in my head. But like, just for example, but you know, they're feeding them this this depressed, drug-filled shit. It's not just depressed; it's drug-filled too. You gotta remember that.
0: Well, yeah, that's the uh, thing about Lil Pump, Lil uh, Peep. Lil oh, well, Xan.
1: All of them are about drugs and depression. And so you now sell that to the kids. What the fuck do they want now?
0: They they want, they want to try drugs. Xanax. They you want know. to try Lean.
1: And then now they're sad. And Now yeah. you're supporting uh, uh, the pharmaceutical companies. Now you're, you're filling a lot of different areas where money is pretty much going down the drain. Because, I mean... With people finding out um, better ways to live, stay healthier, you know, less people are using pharmaceuticals now for average, average kind of stuff. People are trying to go more, you know, natural. In well, a way. In a way, yeah. People are trying to go more natural, but so how do you keep them coming back? You feed them subliminal messages. I mean, anyone can say there's sh- whatever they want about subliminal messages; they exist. Yeah. I mean, they're very, very subtle, but I mean, dude, honestly, I've I what was it. I listen to one little pump song, uh, Awful Things. That thing, uh, anytime I'm like, in really de- depressed mood, I listen to Awful Things for some fucking reason. And <laughs> it, like I'm like, bother me! Oh, God! Um, but,
0: Can't say I'm familiar with that one.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, but it's a, it just, you know, I honestly feel like there is literally uh, an agenda for pushing drug-filled, depressed songs onto his, the, our people. It's not just people who feel depressed and that kind of stuff. I mean, there are a lot of depressed artists. I mean, a lot of fucking artists are depressed and have anxiety. I yeah. mean, a lot do. But to present it that much and promote it in that kind of way out of nowhere just kind of yeah. a little bit weird to me.
0: It's good to talk about those things, but the end of that conversation needs to end with it will get better taking drugs to numb your pain, your thoughts, your whatever, isn't the exact solution. I mean, obviously, like, you know, medication for depression and stuff like that, like, I totally believe in it. I take, um, you know, necessary medications. I I have bipolar. Um, so, like, I believe in those, but trying to numb Basically, who you are is not the solution. But that's not how the songs that I've heard in that genre end. They don't usually end with that. They end with, I've been thinking about killing myself.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Which is not... I I had this idea uh, a little while ago because I guess there was another person who commits suicide at Arapaho. And I kind of had this epiphany that it it almost with it being so accessible for everybody to know about it the statistics videos uh the news facebook all that shit is it almost to an undeveloped easily moldable mind it seems like a solution and at the end of the day like it's not suicide is not uh it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem or what know. have you. It's, but it it shouldn't be a solution. I will say that you know, in confidence. I feel like it's a... With that, I'm going to cut the Instagram live video. If you want to catch the rest of this interview, make sure you go to the Don't Start a Band podcast on Google Play and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, like, comment, uh, do all that shit. So. Thank you to everybody who tuned in and uh, have a wonderful rest of your Friday evening. And now, share your story. All right. You know, that's actually, speaking of marketing, that's a good idea. I should have been doing this all along because then it refers people to listen to the end of the interview. Now we got to say some really good shit so people will be like, holy fuck, I'm really glad I tuned in. <coughs> anyway. Going back to uh, suicide, not being a solution.
1: Oh yeah, dude. I mean, it, to me, you, if anyone ever thinks about suicide being a solution, um, to me they're not. They're looking at a math problem without looking at all the parts of the math problem. Yeah. Because if you look at a math problem, you know, like a simple, I'm not going to do math max on this podcast, but if you look at a problem, you know that there's a lot more to get find x and y than it appears to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So when they do that, they 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 solve their problem, but they just made all these other problems exist. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: Just... And that's, I mean, I
1: mean, you one person commits suicide, that could be three people commit suicide from that. I mean, little you know, little Joey kills himself. Mom is depressed now. There's no point for her to live. That was her only kid. Bye bye, mom. I mean, sorry, so sorry to sound like so rude on here, but uh, (coughs) insensitive. I mean, I don't mean to, but it's just like.
0: It doesn't sound insensitive. It just like, I think we're both very passionate about how unfortunate it is and how it needs to be dealt with in some sort of more productive manner. And I heard this thing that, uh, it made a lot of sense to me that, you know, feeling anxiety and depression is all about being stuck in the past or worrying about the future. And at the end of the day, worrying about the future is like, uh, you know, trying to turn the lights on by uh, opening an umbrella. Yeah. Like, it just... Worrying about the future, there's so many little things that go into play for you to worry about it. It just doesn't even compute because you don't know where you're going to be, who's going to be in your life. Well, that's why, you like, know,
1: like I said, and with uh, with recovery from rehab, what I learned is only worry about things that you can't control. One,
0: well, that's the thing about you, and you are living proof that you had the math problem and instead of just getting up from it and walking away there was an avenue <clears throat> a solution that got to uh you know that got to the answer which not only was positive and productive for you but for everybody in your life
1: oh yeah dude i mean anytime someone when anytime someone moves past this they're going to see a they are going to see life, but the unfortunate part about life is there is going to be another drop. Yeah. And that's the thing that people with depression just gotta remember is that there is going to be another drop, but you got out this one, you yeah. got the
0: next. Well, and a big problem that, uh, you know, people who uh, take drugs or have depression, like, you know, they do really well for a long time or a short period of time. And if they relapse or fall back into it, um, there's really no sense in letting that take over you because obviously you've demonstrated to yourself that you can make it out of it, that that's not the end of your life. You're not a piece of shit. You're not just going to fade away. Um, And just, you know, don't get down on yourself. Just work through it. Oh, yeah, dude. That's all you got
1: to do is just... I mean not just all you gotta do, but one day at a time, one moment at a time.
0: Yeah. Just breathe. That's where I'm at. Like as I've gotten older, like the worrying about the future, like obviously there's certain things that I want to happen, i.e. a career in music, um, you know, having my own house, being financially stable, like that type of thing. Like obviously I think about that, but I can't control that. All I can control. I mean, specifically right now, all I can control is having a conversation with you. And uh, you know, if that spawns into helping somebody else through a situation that they're having or you know, what have you, or just you and I having a quality conversation, which I enjoy and I think there needs to be more conversation. Oh yeah. Um You know, because I would equate it to having a producer. Like, for us, working with Taylor Hahn... Yeah, um, big producer, man. You know, if you got depression or whatever, and let's equate it to a song, and you're working on this song all by yourself, you're going to have tunnel vision, you're only going to move in one direction, and you're not going to hear things or have different ideas... um, if you're not having conversation you're not going to find a way out of that whereas if you have a conversation you might have certain ideas and thoughts and answers that you may not have had in the first place. Oh, yeah, definitely. I know that was kind of just like a run on like. Blah, 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 blah. No, you yeah, did. Um but you know, at the end of the day, we can't control the music business. All I can control is the music I'm making. And uh, I've been in a spot lately where it's, I'm tired of writing the sad shit. I'm, I just, I want to be the one that says like, hey, yeah, you're going to be sad. You might have your own problems, but it gets better.
1: Dude, you could always change your style. I mean, with the backseaters, you still change the music. doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, I
0: mean, we don't make like super sad music, but it's just, um, you know. There needs to be positivity.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I feel you. I, I definitely have a struggle with that. I mean, like I said, dude, I've been playing death knell for fucking yeah. ever. And death knell is, I mean, fuck it's death in the name.
0: And so it's just... There's some questionable lyrics. Well, oh, yeah, take they're... the band name Infant <laughs> Annihilator. Dude, they're so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some dark themes in that. But, uh, you know, it's somebody expressing something that... Is uh, part of them or whatever. That if they hadn't had this outlet, who knows what would have happened. Oh, yeah. So, kudos to them. Kudos. <laughs> um, so, your plans for A Juan, I feel like is your EP or like whatever. You know, uh, combined release that you put out—is it gonna be the shred sauce thing, or like on your Facebook, can you put in parentheses shred sauce? Because I really love saying that all together. Aquan shred, shred sauce.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know. Right now, it's. Uh, I
0: just think that is just one of—it's so creative.
1: Thank you, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like when you said that, it was just one of those things that just was like, "Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> so smart!"
1: I really appreciate that. Um, I think I am going to do something with the shred sauce. Definitely have to because mm-hmm. it's really funny.
0: Yeah, maybe
1: even uh, I don't know, maybe a song title, maybe a shirt. I think a shirt would be funny if I did like. A...
0: Yeah, that's that's your ticket right there. A,
1: a little a steak sauce thing. Just have a Juan on there so the A one. <laughs> yeah So, or I just put it like AJ so the A1 and then spell out Juan inside there
0: or you could just have like A and then a little picture of your face for oh. the Juan oh, dude, and then great. just shred sauce underneath
1: well, is it you know uh, if I ever if this project ever goes anywhere anywhere you know what I'm gonna call my pants Juanabies
0: Juanabies <laughs> <laughs> that's there you go what up Juanabies how y'all doing <laughs> that's fucking tight dude just like uh, slip knots, Maggots, Rozu's Petals. I don't know. What are?
1: I-, I thought it was pronounced Razu. Is it Rozu?
0: I'm pretty sure it's Rozu. I it was Razu. If not, uh, Tim, I apologize. I've been saying your band's name wrong. For... Or I've
1: been saying it wrong, who knows?
0: <laughs> Fuck if I know. But it's spelled R-O-Z-U, it's Japanese for Rose. Anyway, so you're working on music. Are you going to put out some sort of EP, album? What are your plans for the future?
1: Um, For 2020, um, you're really just looking at...
0: Singles and videos?
1: Singles and videos. I mean, probably I'll compile them into an album.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, Probably at the end of the year, just to make it easier for everyone to download it. But um, honestly, my vision... Because A-Juan is more than music. A-Juan is meant to be this huge art thing. Like um,
0: That's why you're a composer, dude.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, uh, you know, you have the band Ghost, like that band I was telling you about. They have this whole story of how the papa became the satanic papa, you know? Uh-huh. And there's and then there's some videos. Uh, I'm trying to think of another artist who has, like, a storyline their, for their stuff. But pretty much, A-Juan is more of a... Sp- more of just all around art because each video is going to be connected somehow, each song is going to be connected somehow. Mm-hmm. Each uh, thing it's it's more of a story about me. Just each epi- each song is a different episode, if you would.
0: Yeah, about me. A so, different adaptation of who you are.
1: Exactly. So the first one, you know, I called it uh, "Wannabe" because I'm Wannabe Shredder, and mm-hmm. that's why I was instrumental. Uh, next song is going to be Jaw Wolf Dance.
0: Hell yeah, um,
1: Jaw because as I told you earlier yeah. um, and then wolf dance uh, because my girlfriend has lupus um, lupus is a, a life, a lifelong disease terminal
0: illness see I thought when you said wolf dance I thought like jaw is your alter ego I thought it was like a wolf man uh, it, thing so but
1: it's going to be a little, bit, a little bit of a transformation in the video but um, I'm glad it's actually a love song it's
0: more complex than my tiny brain can handle
1: uh, yeah, so uh, wolf dance is uh, for lupus. Lupus uh, in Latin means wolf uh, red, uh, or something. I think it means wolf. But what it is, is just reddening on the skin. So they called it the, the, the werewolf disease uh-huh. originally. So yeah, a wolf dance. is a love song about my girl just because uh, we've been through a lot. Not like fighting wise, but like we've, you know, been through life struggles.
0: Obstacles. Yeah.
1: Um, and so one of the biggest is her lupus. Um, honestly, she has to come from, from work today because of her lupus. So it's just you know, and I want to make a song for her. So I thought this is naturally. You know, yeah, but I don't. You know, if anything happens to us in the future, I don't want you know me saying their name or anything yeah. like that. So it's more of a song about love and mm-hmm. loving darkness, pretty much loving the worst side of everyone. Yeah, because if you're going to love someone, fuck, dude, you gotta love the worst part of them
0: too. Yeah. yeah,
1: because you can't just love the good side.
0: Well, and every healthy relationship is going to have the many faces of those two people.
1: Oh, so. exactly. So, I mean, like, it's I'm going with, uh, it's just a Juan is more the music. I'm trying to make it
0: I mean, an experience more than just a. Slew of songs exactly
1: I'm trying to honestly you might see some just videos mm-hmm. from uh, me I might be just doing some skits where there's a whole bunch of me to, you know getting pissed off at each other for some stupid reason
0: <laughs> yeah I mean you you could do something like that where you just compose a little soundtrack and maybe do like a short film or exactly that's the cool thing about the uh the point you're at and I'm really excited for you is the possibilities are endless and this um you know mindset that you have going into it um i'm really excited for you because it seems like you're clear-headed you got a lot of ideas and uh it seems like you're really determined and you're gonna
1: yep dude i finally if i if you would i've been set free from the band world um honestly like the me, i said i'm kicking me out. was like kind of a relief mm-hmm. um so i uh I'm released into the wild. Um, I finally have the confidence, and I have the gear now. Hell yeah! yeah. Well, let's just say uh, I have the gear. I got the confidence, and now I'm free. So um, yeah, now it's just time to go balls deep. I mean, my goal is to have as much music out there before the day I die. Who knows whenever that will be? Hopefully, it's fucking when I'm like ninety.
0: Long time from now.
1: All I know is I want to go on. I want to go to space somehow. Uh, if I have to wait like 80 years to go to space, well, fuck it. I'll, I'll try my best.
0: <laughs> You'll get there for sure. Uh, so what What song are we playing at the end of this? Are we playing Wannabe?
1: Yes, sir. That is unfortunately the only song I have out. Or I could play an Unheard Outbreak song.
0: Dude, that is totally up to you. I always, uh, you know, it's up to the artist to decide what they want to have play at the end of this.
1: Where do we play it from, anyways?
0: Uh, well, later after the end of the podcast, I add it at the oh, end. Oh, okay, okay. So we're like, see ya, everybody. And then in Pro Tools, I put it in Pro Tools. So, uh, so yeah, I'm totally new to this podcast yeah. stuff. Oh, it's fine. Psst. I am too. 37 episodes. Uh, it'll always be a progression, even at 100 episodes. I still wouldn't say that I'm a professional, so...
1: Dude, I've been making albums, so many albums of music, and I
0: still don't think I'm even a professional musician. If I, you think you're done learning in any aspect, especially in art, uh, you know, you've already lost, for sure. Oh, yeah, dude.
1: I hate. I really hate people who act like they're better than what they
0: are. I Or just better than everybody else, period.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes I feel like some people they can be a little stuck up. I'm like, all right, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. You can shred pretty well, yeah. Yeah. You deserve that guitar. You deserve to look flashy.
0: They call that big leaguing.
1: But then, but then you know, then there's those guys are, who, who, who like honestly just at like me at my fucking job, dude. Yeah. You got a guitar center man. The shittiest players will turn the volume up mm-hmm. super fucking loud. They're like, listen to me play, <sighs> freaking sweet child of mine. See, I don't, and, I don't
0: get that because it's like. I know that everybody else is in here, you know, shopping, blah, 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 blah. but fuck all of them, listen to me.
1: Oh, dude, it's so annoying. But then, like, you do, and then we get the big shredders in, dude, and those guys are, like, quiet, they, like, turn it down to, like, one, like, maybe, like, half, and, you know, they stick their ear. Oh, when I go in there
0: to test pedals and stuff, like, I barely turn it up at all. Oh, I know, I know. I don't want anybody to hear what I'm playing.
1: (laughs) it just makes me laugh dude because it's like the people the idiots have the most confidence yeah and the people who are the best have the least well that's because
0: they have nothing to prove and they know that they're not better than anybody else and they could uh always be learning oh yeah dude
1: was i always like the memes where it's all like uh, shows uh, John and it's all like, don't look at this girl's boobs. You could be practicing.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> don't go have sex. You could be practicing.
0: Yeah. Don't go. I f- mean, <laughs> there is, like, a certain level of practice. But that's that's the thing, too, is these guys who feel like they're at the peak of, like, they know everything. I mean, you could practice uh 12 hours a day but if you're practicing the same shit over and over you're not progressing and uh sometimes i mean i'll even go on a the guitar tabs app that i have and i'll learn a song that's like maybe a popular song i may not even like this song but it's i learn new chords and new little licks that i can apply to my own shit so no i feel that exactly um i'm worse with theory dude Oh, I fucking suck with theory. I barely know what chords I'm playing. Oh,
1: dude, same here. Dude, that's the funniest part about me, I think, as a musician, dude. I fucking... I can play most techniques Mm -hmm. decently, but music theory on the fucking guitar? Fuck no. You'd be like, play me a D chord. I'm like, give you the D chord or what?
0: (laughs) Would you suggest for someone who's starting out in guitar or music in general would you suggest that they start from the beginning with theory and learning notes or should they go Fuck no. particularly like your route, my route where you play on feeling, like what sounds good fuck the
1: teaching Um, this is why, I mean dude you look at, I look at any of my friends Mm. any of my friends that took music lessons back in middle school and high school, those fuckers don't play anymore yeah. You look at anyone, though, that just picked it up because they wanted to, they are going. Yeah. You could, I like I, I, I gotta say this, you could take lessons in the beginning. It depends on what type of character you are. If you're someone who's a studious person, yeah, then take freaking theory. But if, if school sucks for you, then don't take theory because it's going to ruin playing the guitar for you. Yeah. Because there's people who pick up the guitar and they, you know they like it but then they start learning all the stuff and then they're like oh man this is just like fucking school
0: it taints right. the emotional passion aspect of it for sure it ruins the fun
1: and so unless
0: you know, you're like passionate about it and want to know everything about it exactly that's a, but if you don't like the schooling you don't care about the technical aspects you just want to play what sounds good and like makes you feel something there shouldn't be a requirement
1: Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, honestly, for me, I honestly hate when I see parents taking their kids to lessons and the kid barely wants to play. It's all like... The thing is,
0: is that's their, like, sticking it to the kid, like, their investment. They're like, oh, you want this guitar? All right. Well, you're going to have to take lessons in hopes that the kid's like, you know what? I don't really want it anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, um, if the kid wants to take lessons, give them lessons. If they don't want lessons, don't give them lessons. Because art is the thing... To me, art can be taught, but can't, art can't be a, apl- uh, but applying it can't be taught.
0: It puts you, you in a box te- for sure.
1: Technique and like you know all that stuff you can be taught it, but applying feeling to your art can't be taught. That's what I'm trying to say. Applying your feeling to art can't be taught. You gotta develop that yourself. Mm-hmm. And to me, I mean personally, anytime you have school or homework into it, uh, to me I say like a piss off.
0: Yeah. But well, I knew a guy who, uh, when he started playing guitar and uh, singing and everything, he started out with theory and shit like that, and it, uh, you know, it almost became like a, like a science or math equation. Like every time he'd write a song, he'd go, "All right, I'm gonna write a song in the key of E, and I'm uh, in the key of I'll E, a nice G idea. chord, A minor, and D." Those are the chords that sound um, really well together. So that's how I'm going to put this song together. And it's going to be a sad song. So I'm going to write sad lyrics. And what usually makes people sad is uh, talking about rain and breakups. So I'm going to talk about that. And he like puts it together like a fucking science equation and then no feeling.
1: I mean that's one thing I have a problem with electric music, dude. Electric dance. I mean, e- like EDM. I mean, you do get those vocalists who do those like parts where they sing in, mm-hmm. and then but after you get done singing, and do it drops, it just to me it loses all the emotion, man.
0: Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, the wubbies.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong, it's cool genre, but to me, it definitely loses the emotion, and I yeah. think that's the that's what music is is emotion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean. I wish I did take lessons so back in the past.
0: Yeah, it's good to have that reference point, but uh, it's not 100% necessary. Oh, yeah. I, Hendrix didn't. I, uh,
1: you could teach yourself too, man. I mean, like, I took AP music theory back in high school, and then I took another theory class while I was in college. I mean, I don't know how to apply it to the guitar. Mm -hmm. But like you said, like it's like an equation, man. You just look at it, you place it. Like I'm doing MIDI work, working with MIDI or keyboards, I can kind of see it a little more. But yeah, so thankful for music theory for that. But besides that, I mean, could I get by right now without music theory? Probably. I mean, I am. I mean, the only thing I do now when I'm like thinking about theory is I'll choose a uh key. And I'll go to my little cheat, sk- cheat sheet yeah. and I see what notes are allowed there. And then mm-hmm. I do it that way.
0: If I don't memorize it, I don't. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a good reference point to get you out of a roadblock for sure.
1: I don't think the. I wish people would. Blah, 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 blah. You don't have to take lessons, people, but do it if you want to progress.
0: Yeah. If you're passionate about it. Like when I first started playing drums, I. Wanted to take lessons, because I was like, I love this instrument. I want to know everything about it. I want to... I mean, I'm not going to lie. At first, I just wanted to play Blink-182 and Travis Barker beats. But as time went on, I wanted to know jazz, funk, Latin. I wanted... Everything in my life, I've always wanted to be a professional or be the best, in a way. Um, So, you know, I... I still love playing drums, and I still love the drums, um, but I just I wanted to know everything about it, and that was based on my passion, not anything that somebody made me do. And I think that is a good message for just about everything we've talked about on this podcast is you got to want it, and nobody can force anybody to do anything that they don't want to do because it won't stick.
1: Awesome, you nailed it on the head. It's kind of, kind of weird. that our our
0: subject came down to it.
1: It really did. But yeah, if you want something in your life, go fucking get it. Yeah. No one's stopping you. everyone thinks of like, oh, there's setbacks. I don't have money. I don't got this. Make a fucking plan. Do yeah. something. There's, it takes time. That's the thing that sucks for, for us humans. Is we all hate waiting. We want instant yeah. gratification. But that's the thing is, you got to want it, and you got to give it time.
0: There's always been people in your position... have gotten to higher levels of success if they can do it you can do it too
1: oh yeah dude i mean shit if jeff epstein didn't kill himself then your dreams are
0: are endless (laughs) then we're in a simulation i guess
1: i don't know i have put that in there but i just want
0: to (laughs) Uh, yeah uh i mean i'm pretty sure uh the whole world is on the same page with that um but anyway uh, is there anything more? Are we gonna play wannabe?
1: We're gonna play fucking wannabe. I hope okay. you all become
0: wannabes out there. Is there anything else you'd like to say about the track wannabe or just honestly? If to you it?
1: guys want to watch a funny music video along with it, just find me on Facebook or I'm YouTube. Going to. Just uh, a. Juan, and if you don't know how to spell Juan, it's J U A N, and so um. Yeah, the music video is really silly. So, if you want to have a little more entertainment while listening to it, watch the video.
0: Please go to the A Juan Facebook and on Instagram, it's a.juan.ja. J-A. And uh, follow him on Instagram, like him on Facebook. Uh, yeah, I'm really glad that we got to do this, dude. It's been forever that we've been talking about it. I'm so glad I came here. Again, I feel like it's one of those things that just had to get to the right time. It had to all fall into place. And, uh, you know, it's possible that if we had done it, like, a lot sooner, maybe I wouldn't have had, like, as good of hosting skills. So I wouldn't have been open to talking about more serious subjects. Because, like, in the beginning, I was just, like, I stuck to my notes. But, I mean, I looked at them once while we were doing this so uh yeah i'm just really glad that we got to have this conversation and uh i'm really for what it's worth i'm proud of how far you've come and i'm really excited for what the future holds for you
1: hell yeah man i'm excited for you as well and uh hopefully one day you come back on the channel
0: hell yeah you're all i like i tell everybody everybody's always welcome anytime like Especially if you're putting out like a new single, new video, or some sort of thing that you want to do promotion on, uh, please let me know and we'll get it done. Hell yeah, man. Well, let's kick off that tune. Mm -hmm. Awesome. This is Juanabe by A. Juan. Shred sauce. Shred sauce. Shred sauce. Shred sauce.